0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We're back for another episode with the Hops and Bobs Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm one of your hosts.
1: I am Mike, and I'm here as well.
2: And I am (laughs) producer Tom, and I'm
1: always here. Last
2: time I checked.
0: Yeah, Tom, you're always here. (laughs) I'm here physically. <laughs> you are a crucial part to this team thank here. You, thank you. Yes, and so crucial that this episode is all about you. It's producer's pick. Producer's pick, episode three. That's right. What did you bring to
2: us today? You're so, picking both. That's right. I, I picked both for the producer's pick, and for the album, I have selected Dirt by Allison Chains. And for our beer of choice today, I have selected Two Roads, which is the uh, mm. the uh, distributor of this beer. It is called Cloud Sourced. I like it. It's a hazy, juicy IPA, and I'm so excited to take a sip right
0: now with the boys. You know us. Excellent. So let's get it. So we're calling this episode, Alice Took the Road Less Traveled. Yes,
2: because that's kind of their, the two roads kind of catchphrase or kind of... Way of marketing yep, this beer, the road less traveled,
0: and of course, Alice and Charles. Robert
1: Frost, I believe that comes from. Is I believe it? so. Oh, yes,
0: painted on their back wall there. It yes, is, I've been there. So, um, so, I've always been a pretty big Two Roads fan.
2: You know, they've got the Little Heavens, they've got the Rosemary's Baby, they've got all of these kind of relatively popular beers that are local to us specifically in Southern New England, and they they also have a pretty big reach too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of bought this as uh, like on a whim. Because I, I I enjoy two roads, but' I've, I'd never seen cloud sower before. Bought a six paddock of it and brought it down to uh, to a uh, to a nice setting and I, I had a couple <laughs> of them and they're 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 really nice. they're they're kind of this hazy juicy six point five percent alcohol. Which, I, as uh, Mike mentioned in a previous episode, just kind of a way of saying like a New England-style IPA, right?
1: Yeah, you get that kind of cloudiness, that little bit of a hazy look through it. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Classic-looking IPA, right? Definitely right.
2: not transparent. No,
1: when you smell it, you get the uh, that citrusy smell uh-huh. um, yep. from the, the different hops that they use. Yes. Um, and again, you get that citrusy flavor when you drink it.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think the blend on this is very, very well pulled off because you, you, you don't really get everything... In layers, you get it all together. Um, yeah. It's it's and it's very intense balance with the, that kind of like a malt core that it has. Yeah. Once
1: again, there's not a ton of back taste. Like you don't exactly like right when we talked about the Witch Doctor beer, it purposefully had the IPA at the front and then a little bit of that strawberry at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, these don't have a specific citrus flavor to them. Yes. They're just citrus in general, based off the hops they use and everything else. So you um, just like Cloud Source just. Like and very similar to uh, Baby Kittens, you kind of get that just IPA citrus flavor right at the beginning. And there's yep. not a lot that hangs on at the end, exactly. which is okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's the, the the brand is like, oh, it puts you on cloud nine, which is how it kind of markets I itself. That. I don't know yeah, how, right. how much that plays into the taste of the drink. Mm-hmm. But um, it's brewed with Cascade Hops, Columbus Centennial Chinook and Simcoe hops, and Citra hops, which I'm not a big hops man, but that sounds like a lot of hops.
0: That is a lot of hops. I'm seeing a lot of similarities with the hops used in Baby Kittens and a lot of other IPAs, like you said. Um, but, for, well, almost dropped the can. That I did drop the can. Is. But, um, when I think of Connecticut breweries, this is like the one of the first that I yes. think of, and I think it's probably the first Connecticut brewery that came into prominence mm-hmm. that you know, started the whole brewery craze in the state. Um, I actually wasn't a big fan of a lot of their beers to start out with. This one, though, this got me back into Two Roads. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I don't know if that's just me being basic because I like the fruity IPAs. <laughs> no, but, no, no, I get it. Um, they made it. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 they made it. I
2: like it. Like, Have you ever had the, the Hazy Boy that they have? Mm. Actually, I actually have In my notes. Sorry. Whoa. I... I Got him with his mouth full. Big fan of Hazy. King. But it's, it's got that similar kind
1: That's what of... she said. <laughs> Damn. Damn
2: it. Couldn't go through one episode of this. <laughs> but it's, it's got very similar textures to the Hazy boy that I, I definitely enjoy a lot. Um, and this is
1: newer. I mean, from yes. what I'm reading, I mean, it's, this year it came
2: out right. Yeah, and it's non-seasonal. They have it around. They run year round.
1: Yeah, because sometimes in the winter you get too stuck on some of the uh, the darker beers and the stouts and things like yeah. that. And, and I under the porters. I mean, I understand that that kind of you know kind of season and, and the whole deal. But it, it is nice to be able to to go with something a little lighter that's still got some body, some flavor, um, and and some bite to it that's not you know necessarily as dark as a porter or a stout or. a... Oh, they got like the vanilla porters and stuff, the Ooh. coffee porters. They're great, but you just can't have a lot of them.
0: You yeah. have one
1: or two, and you're full.
0: Right, right. So
2: yeah, so I I think it has like the perfect body to it. It's not overwhelming to the point where you know it's it's it, it's not too much. It's like the the perfect kind of uh, level of IPA. It's where
1: not a can, session IPA. Yeah, but it's the same feel as yeah. a session mm-hmm. IPA.
2: You can you know, drink it casually to yeah. the point where you, it's not like eating a loaf of bread.
1: I, I, right. I, I relate it a lot to like a, uh, like an all-day IPA yeah. um, from Founders. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's exactly, you can drink it all day and it doesn't
0: kill you. Yeah.
1: You know, there's not a lot of IPAs you can do that with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some, other, <laughs> some other IPAs I like by Two Roads, uh, Too Juicy, Little Juicy. We mentioned Hazy Boy. Um, but I, am more of a fan of their, their later beers, yeah. the honey spot, um, L- little heaven. Yeah.
1: I, I, I little I'm heaven's a, a little bit of, of, of a, uh, got a little more happiness to yes. it, a little more yeah. bite to it, which is probably why I'm not a big. fan. Um, and again, fan it. it's a good IPA. It's, it's, it's drinkable, but something like this still has the flavor, but goes down Yes,
2: I would put a Little Heaven as like the baseline of where a good IPA starts. Yeah. And so you can tell as kind of like a baseline to where it is would you say if it's better or worse than Little Heaven? Mm -hmm. And I would say this is better because like you said, it goes down easier. And you have that bit of smoothness to it mm-hmm. where you can drink it all day.
0: This is this is a great one.
2: And I just bought it on a whim, too. I saw it in the store. I was like, oh, Two Roads are pretty yeah. solid. I'll buy it. Exactly. And it turned mm-hmm. out to be a really, really good beer.
0: Good can, good colors, good marketing. Yep. And you it's know, got like the,
2: the clouds as, uh, as the hops hop. on, yeah. the, on the, yeah. on the yeah. container Very itself. Very well
0: done. And actually, if you look closely, the little image on the bottom there is a picture of their brewery. Like, overlooking... Oh, it's yeah, because really cool. you can see the sky yeah. in the back, the,
2: like, the blue sky that. with the white hop clouds, yep. and then you see the brewery in exactly. the back. That's clever.
0: I like that. Um, I love a their piece. imaging. They
1: got a peace sign with a little thumbs-up going on. Yeah, there. so
0: they do that on a lot of their beers. If you look in the four corners, they do, like, the okay, they do a thumbs-up, they do a peace, and they do a rock-on. Um, they're big with the hand gestures. So their logo, Two Roads, um, is, is two arms, like kind of interlocking i i remember i learned on a tour that the two arms are supposed to signify a deal taking place really yes and the two roads the name two roads comes from the two roads that intersect at the corner because the brewery is on the corner of two roads one of which is honey spot honey spot road um Hmm. so yeah very i so i mean symbolic Yes, from start to finish. I'm, yeah. I'm huge into logos and imagery, and I, I love that they keep their logos and imagery consistent throughout all their labels and cans. And I just, I like the story behind their name and their logo. I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, definitely one of the the bigger uh, local breweries around us to kind of spread out. Um, yeah. But in keeping with the theme of uh, thematic kind of mm. elements to the the, the uh, naming of things, let's let's transfer a little bit to uh, Dirt by Allison Chains. Oh yeah. So, uh, so what were your kind of thoughts going into the album?
0: First, I'm, you know, obviously I know you um, outside <laughs> you of the podcast. I'm. I was surprised that you really? chose this as your yes. first album. So, for the podcast.
2: So, my my connection to this, I don't want to to railroad you a little bit. No, no, but no. I said this. So, is your album, in, yeah. in school, we had a uh, uh, a music fraternity that I was not a part of, but I had a lot of friends in called Find You Alpha. And they do an album show every year. Shout out to Andrew Bosco, by the way, great guy. I um, hey, Andrew. No, Andrew. His, he goes by Bosco. Don't ever. Oh, call Bosco, Please Bosco. Please call him Bosco. Okay, okay. sorry, Bosco. <laughs> um, but he, he was the president of FIMUA, or P- PMA. So Dog. he was. Um, <laughs> so, sorry. so they they do they do an album show every year where they pick an album and they do the entire thing front to back. Um, they did Led Zeppelin, they did the Beatles, they did like oh. Panic at the Disco. We were gonna do. That's um. We were gonna do yeah, "Rumors" I mean. by uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac after this, but then Corona, and um, a bunch of other stuff. But we did "Dirt" by Allison. They they did "Dirt" by Allison Chains um, before I had become friends with them, and so later down the line, they were just like, "We love doing this album so much that we want to do it a second time." Wow. So they asked me to perform a lot of the vocals on it, and so <laughs> really? some, somewhere out there, there is a. Uh, uh, mp3 file of me singing all of the tracks from this and so that's what kind of got me Interesting. emotionally attached to this album I love every single track off of this it is essential grunge music of the 90s mm-hmm. um, I would say it's not like the other grunge albums at the time mm-hmm. it's very very different yes. to like a Nevermind or mm-hmm. uh, like a 10 or something like that so it's as mainstream. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, but there are a lot of the mainstream Correct. tracks on it. You've got them bones. You've got down in a hole. You've got rooster. rooster. All these other things like wood, especially. Yeah. Um, wood. So I have That's this the kind album of
0: closer, right? Or yes. closer. Closer.
2: Yeah. But me and all my roommates listened to this front back, um, like last year and a bit of the beginning of this year. And I, I love it. I love every single track off of it. Uh, granted, you guys might feel a little different, obviously. But well, no, I yeah. it's, it's, I have a lot of
0: emotional. I was there. just gonna
1: say I had never listened to the album straight through, so kind of going back to like where you were on the last episode where you talked about us and them. Yep. Um, I and even though this came out when I was young. Yeah. You yeah. What was this? Ninety-two. Ninety-two. I was negative yeah. five. I was three. You know, <laughs> it was a twinkle yeah. in my dad's eye. Now, I listened to it and I knew, you know, Them Bones. I knew Down in the Hole. I know Ro- Rooster. I knew Angry Chair. Yep. I knew all those big hits. Um, but never front to back listened to this album. Yeah. be honest with you, was never a huge 90s person, period, when it came to music. You know, I didn't like that 90s pop rock. I wasn't a huge fan of grunge. Um, you know, but I went back and listened to this and you can just hear like, just that classic, not only the classic grunge, but their take on the classic grunge, yeah. which is very different than like a Pearl Jam and a Soundgarden and a Nirvana, mm-hmm. um, you know, with bands that I knew big singles from, kind of like them, but just, it's just so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely.
0: different. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I see a lot of similarities between Alice in Chains and Soundgarden in terms of their sound. Mm-hmm. Um you got that like wide open like alley kind of trash can kind of sound. Get that yes.
1: wah pedal going. Yeah, 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 wow, yeah. Wow, wow. And then <laughs> and then you got Lane
0: Staley of Allison Chains and Chris Cornell yeah. Soundgarden those soaring vocals, um, but where Soundgarden kind of took it were the like the odd time signatures and mm-hmm. the odd. I feel
1: Chris Cornell was a little sharper with his vocals. Yeah, like yeah. With some of the high notes and just being almost a little more crisp and on purpose. Where Lane Staley was a little bit more like, I almost, and I know it's probably not a great comparison, but I almost like think of it back to like Pink Floyd. He was just more airy and almost like you were, you had to be on drugs to listen to it yeah. at some point. You well, really did. Yeah. It, well, it's, yeah. I mean, granted they all were, and especially him, but yeah. you know, you almost had to be in that, like, you had to have that open, airy mindset to mm-hmm. really yeah, feel it. Yeah, definitely. Well, a
2: lot of the the tracks on this are, um, have have a heavy influence on drug use and mm-hmm the impact that it has on the and on Lane and on Jerry on tracks like Rain When I Die, Sick Man, Junkhead, Godsmack, they they have all of these references that go back to drug use and it's unfortunate that it that Lane Staley ended up having an overdose in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can definitely tell the authenticity and like the true raw feelings that it come across on this album that, you know, the lyrics kind of lean towards. Mm-hmm. Definitely
0: yeah. Um it, it when you think of this era, whether you're a fan of it or not, I think Alice in Chains is one of the bands that you mentioned, along with the Sound Gardens the Pearl Jams, the the Nirvanas. Yeah, they're they're in like the, the big four f-
2: four, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. you want to say. And, and you
1: think about it too, like I understand like you know, obviously Kirk Cobain passed away and, and so did Lane Staley, and you still have Eddie Vetter and then Chris Cornell passed away. Yeah. Um, which was a little bit more recent, but you know, you you look at the impact they had. I mean, you got a band like Godsmack. Mm. Huh. Well, funny, Godsmack. Huh. Oh wait, that's one of these songs. Um, Interesting. They're named know, after. They're the song. actually. I saw them live. They were the first band I ever saw live, and um and that was one of the questions they, I want to say, reluctantly answered on stage because they asked the audience. It was an acoustic show, and they asked the audience. The this is Godsmack. And, that you yeah, saw. Godsmack. Yeah. And they reluctantly answered, and I say that because. I guess it's pretty wide, well known that they they were named after this song on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've actually labeled as my dark horse of the album. Um, partially because of the connection that, that I saw God Smack and they mentioned that that was the reasoning. And, okay. But then you also listen to the lyrics and it's definitely a very... You know, very intimate song when you yeah, listen definitely. to the lyrics. I
2: think he has a, a fantastic voice. Yeah. There, there are parts of it where it falters a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, so on tracks like Godsmack, um, mm-hmm. he, he has such an interesting uh, vocal performance. Actually, I tried to, to mirror this pretty well on the um, on the, the live show that I did. But he he like shakes his diaphragm and almost spazzes it okay. to get that kind of vocal performance out. And it's so interesting to... Kind of see how well it turns out because it doesn't necessarily sound like the best track, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's very important because it kind of continues with the themes of the album because I feel like it's slowly starting to get more and more demented as the album goes, yeah. because you kind of lose some of the the singles and then it kind of gets more towards into the the darker and depressing tracks in the second half of the album.
1: Yeah, but no, for y- sure. yeah,
2: but the themes of drug use and addiction and you know depression still kind of continue throughout the tracklist, and I think that's really interesting to see the progression of the tracklist kind of go in that direction.
1: No, I mean, this this album really, you know, it's it's a good album. I think it opens up great. Them Bones, in yep. my opinion, is probably one of the best songs. Definitely. Um, I, I personally put that as my mm. number one.
2: Actually, um, um, yeah, I, I have a very similar connection to this that I had with Wasting Light, because this uh them bones was on guitar hero i believe guitar hero 2 wow yes and i played the absolute shit out of that game <laughs> so i had listened to them bones over and over and over again yeah, but wow. in terms of an album experience i had never really gotten that whole experience granted i'd hear like you know rooster yeah down in a hole stuff like that i've heard that plenty of times before that But as a whole album experience, I didn't really get to listen to that until streaming came out. So I had that kind of experience of getting into it as a younger child, as like that kind of first hit, and then experiencing the full thing later in life, which is a very interesting experience.
0: And I also have a similar experience. It seems like music and video games is becoming a a theme in this podcast because, same song, Them Bones was in ATV Off-Road Fury on PS2. Oh, classic. A game that I played the shit out of when i was growing up nice um loved that game and that song was like it was like a perfect pairing for um driving atvs and video like so one course was you were driving through it looked kind of like grand canyon kind of red rock kind of thing yep and then i'm a big fan of album art and album covers and you look at the album cover for dirt and it has that orangey color to it i was like oh cool that like It was a cool pairing. So I always think of that video game and and the good times like playing the game with friends and everything growing up when I hear uh, Them Bones.
2: And especially on that track, they have such tightly layered um, instrumentals Yep. and with the vocals. Because it's in 7-8. 7-8, yeah. There you go. As the drummer. Got it this time. (laughs) um, (laughs) It definitely is. And the the way they kind of have that chord progression in the beginning, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and then they... Pa- they, they match it with very tightly harmonized vocals between Lane and Jerry Cantrell, the mm-hmm. guitarist.
1: The two of them together. Oh, yeah. They are
2: so well fit together, especially mm-hmm. on a lot of these tracks. Yeah. And I think it, it comes off the brightest on them bones.
1: It's really interesting when you look at the list of singles and when they were released. Wood, being the last track on the album, mm-hmm. is their first single. Oh, okay. Right, which kind of um, goes against Against whole. it. And then their second single is the first track on the album, mm-hmm. Them Bones. Yep. So they really jump front to back. Then they actually go back to the bottom, and Angry Chair is the next one. Oh, that's which interesting. Which is in the bottom, like what three or four songs It's the second to
2: last one then or they hit Rooster third to last. and then
1: they literally oh, build back up and they go by Rooster and then down in a hole so yep. they slowly work their way back up the album yeah. so this goes against more or less everything we've previously talked about in the last couple of podcasts yeah. right. when it comes to placement of but again a band like Alice in Chains you'd almost expect that
0: and uh, who knows if that theme or those, those similarities were a thing back then, you know? That's what, yeah. it, it seems like more predictable in the 2000s rock era yeah. that you put the singles earlier in the album. And I'm going
1: to laugh because, you know, we talk about our number one, and like I said, mine was Them Bones, and then Dark Horse kind of Godsmack because yeah. of the, the, the connection I have to it with the band Godsmack and seeing them. But I laugh because, you know, the one I kind of marked as my and I don't think there's really necessarily a bad song on this album but the one I marked as my last was actually the title track Dirt it's
0: just kind of straightforward are you reading my fucking notes (laughs) every goddamn episode (laughs) anyway Um, but I just I
1: listened to it and I was just kind of like eh like it's a decent song it fits the album but to be the title track right it's not a single which is fine it doesn't have to be right but it was just kind of a mediocre title track
0: right (laughs) <laughs> well, I agree, Mike. Well, there you go. You Guess didn't... you gotta be fucking
1: quicker. I'll save, my,
0: I'll save... I'm trying to get a word in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll save my comments for our wrap-up. That way we're not... I got you. Yeah. That's... <laughs> That's funny. I
2: Yeah, I have a very strange connection to Wood because I don't know... <laughs> All right, all right. You know, you, you got the pervs on the other side of the table. You're little perverts. <laughs> Very strange connection to the song. Wood? World. Um, I don't know what it was. It was maybe I would just listen to it while I was, like, going somewhere during school. But I wouldn't listen to Wood through all the way. Because I would just listen to the track list all the way through. But I wouldn't listen to the end song, Wood. And I'm not sure why it was because it's still one of their most popular tracks That's and the it, first single. Exactly. And it slowly builds at the very beginning because it starts with that little kind of like geeky yeah. bass intro yeah. and very slowly over the entire track builds their energy and sound to the very end. When it gets to that very end outro of the song, he does that whole screaming part of If I would could you you know? Yeah, yeah. So so I always kind of thought that was a really cool way to end the album off as like a last kind of question to the listener. Like yeah oh would you do this as well or something like that but yeah no definitely great track definitely in my top five
0: oh one thing i wanted to mention the song sick man sounded like rob zombie vocal wise did anyone yep. else get that by? i actually
1: i actually wrote down it was very kind of like 80s 90s feel like and very airy vocals yes which i'm getting the rob zombie feel like yeah you know rob zombie is actually a pretty solid vocalist Mm -hmm. like he's not bad Mm -hmm. but i get what you're saying he's very just he's got those weird you got the airiness to it you got some effects built on it and i yeah i can hear exactly what you're talking about
2: yeah i would say that that track sick man is where the album starts to get more demented and twisted in terms Mm -hmm. of the track list yeah um but it has you know those kind of Chugging and wailing guitars and those really weird off kilter drums that are really interesting to me. Um, you know, it speeds up for the verses and then slows down for the choruses, which is a very weird tempo change. But it fits well because they have that similar flow mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the track list on this. Um, it's not my favorite track. It's not. I wouldn't put it in the top five of this album. But it creates kind of an eerie tone going forward into the track list, yeah. and so that's kind of what. I enjoy about that track.
1: It connects, like you said directly. You talk about like being odd and demented and all that. You know, you, you fit right in with exactly what you think of when you definitely. hear Rob Zombie. Yeah, it's yeah. just like strange. I mean, some of his stuff, you're almost like, how did you make music from what you just did? You yeah. know, and I can see that with with this definitely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And actually, for for when we did this song live, we had double percussion for this part Ooh, for right. that track. So we had another drummer come in. <laughs> And even layer it heavier, Whoa. and it, it sounded fantastic.
0: Here's the problem I have. I mean, shout out to
2: Ethan Gilganzot, by the way. You're
0: looking at two drummers right here. Yes. We didn't get an invite for that. We did. You know, it was a it was a closed
2: PMA event. Um, well, excuse I, me. It, it was yeah. You maybe, know, maybe you, you needed an invite. Close, close. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no. So so was, yeah, uh... get
1: out of here and come back and, <laughs> and produce it. <laughs> you can't talk no more. Oh my god. <laughs> Um. So if I mean, obviously, I I stole Joe's thunder with dirt. Um. But I guess if I'm I throwing out here a little side note. You can steal you my would, thunder. That's okay. It, we we, we, we th- have to share th- the same thunder, thunder and thunder. you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
2: <laughs> we have joint thunder. That's
1: I was gonna crazy. say if you look at the single releases, so you have Wood, you have Them Bones, Angry Chair, Rooster, and Down in the Hole. Um. I don't know something about Rooster. It, it's almost too popular like I like the song but I almost feel like if you had to look at all of those singles I would put that as like my least favorite single so
2: do you mean when you say too popular do you mean like in terms of how much it's played or in terms of how many people are listening Like,
1: I guess a combination of both because I mean I just feel like when you think of there's so many Alice in Chains songs, but that's, like, the go-to song for them. Right. And it's almost yes. like... It's the same
0: thing, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Right I, 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 that's the that's that song, song That, that everyone, that everyone knows. And, yeah. I mean,
1: like, as much as it's a strange tune and almost not even a single... I love Angry Chair. Like, I think that's a yeah. great song. Yeah. And it was at the bottom of the album. And it's not one of the ones that people really think of when they think of Alice in Chains. Yeah. But... Not that Rooster's a bad song, because it's not. I don't know. It's just something about it, though. It's
2: it's almost,
1: um, like, too mainstream for me when it comes to that album.
2: Did you know Rooster was written about Jerry Cantrell's dad, who was in the Army, who had the nickname Rooster? And a lot of the lyrics are about the Vietnam War and, like, him being... Sur- surviving like gunshots and explosions oh wow Ooh, very interesting If you, I okay. looked that up on Genius last night
1: oh very <laughs> so, nice so yes. if you look
2: at the lyrical content it's very uh, like military driven oh cool so I thought that was very interesting
1: cool yeah cause a band from the you know 90's doing grunge kind of stuff you don't think exactly yeah very political military kind of mindset yeah. of a lot of that stuff yeah that's cool but yeah it, it's
2: such a switch up from a lot of the lyrical content they have on the entire album yeah well
0: cool <laughs> yeah so, good stuff um,
2: so you want to do be, be, favorite track, least favorite track, yeah, and Dark Horse? Yeah, let's do it. So I, I would like to start, if that's okay. You, this is your thank episode. Thank you, thank you. I'd Produce love you to. Back. So I will actually agree with Mike, with Them Bones being my favorite. It's got a little bit of that, um, the connection to a younger me, mm-hmm. but also it has that, those really heavy, kind of interesting uh, guitars and the 7-8 time, I, I think it comes together really well and especially sets the tone for the rest of the album. Um, my least favorite, like I said before, is the entitled track, but it's not doesn't really count because it's only like forty yeah, minutes, couple seconds. Right. So if I had to pick another one, uh, I don't know. Probably hate to feel, not okay. really my favorite because it has those kind of interesting, not it, it's off kilter, uh, chorus sections yeah. with the yeah. weird syncopated time rhythms, mm-hmm. but still, I, I think it's still important to the track list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um. My dark horse is uh, "Damn That River." I, I I'm really upset that we didn't do that song because our uh, our drummer got okay. like really sick in between songs and had to go throw up, so we skipped that song.
0: You know um, who wasn't
2: sick? I, I, I should have <laughs> called you up, Joe. I'm so sorry. I should have. But Fine, that
1: I'm, track. I'm busy anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but 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 damn that river is so interesting to me because it's so just head throbbing. It makes me want to fight every time I hear that song. Yeah. I want I want to start swinging.
1: Yeah, he's not even a
2: fighter. And I'm not. I'm not a fighter. <laughs> but if you play Dan That River and I'm near someone who's looking rather punchable, you know, it might happen. I don't want to get too close <laughs> to
0: someone during that song. <laughs> uh, well, it seems like a lot of us have similar opinions about this album because my favorite track is also Ven Bones. Ah, uh, A Man of Taste, I see. Um, yes, man, man of Taste. Big fan of the 7-8 time signature. Um, it's a killer album intro. Uh, And then of course the uh, ATV off-road fury got to throw that out there. Nice (laughs) connection, yeah. Uh, No, but really, great song, uh, kicking the ass. Uh, My least favorite is, as we all learned, uh, dirt. Um, It's just kind of it's slow. it just kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah, and I, and I believe it's in the middle of the album. Is it towards it's, the middle? It's like the beginning of the B-side. Like the second yeah. track yeah. of the B-side, so maybe. It, uh, yeah. So, and like Mike said, I'm surprised they chose that song to name the album. Um, and then My Dark Horse is the same as yours, Tom. Damn the River. Oh, good choice. Or Damn That River. Excuse me. Damn yes. That River. Um, killer riff. Killer mm-hmm. song. Um, definitely take a listen to that.
1: So... Uh, I feel like I'm just uh, jumping on the bandwagon here, but Them Bones was my number one pick. I just, you know, as a single, it was, I thought, a great single. Um, It was a great song off the album. Great way to open the album. Definitely. Um, My last song, similar to Joe's, was Dirt. I just thought it was, you know, you you hear title track, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a great song, but I just felt like for the title track, it was just a very blah song. It just kind of, it was almost like a place filler. It probably had, it had its purpose. It fit. But it just kind of eh, and then uh, for a dark horse, I picked God Smack, Um, and it's funny because it it may not even be that it's a it's a great song or that it's, but the lyrics were kind of cool, you know, talking about God and talking about drugs and and
2: and God's name is Smack for some.
1: Exactly, you know, you just kind of, you know, that alternative meaning between the two and it was yes. like that that dynamic of you're mm-hmm. talking about God and you're talking about drugs and you're putting them into the same sentence exactly, and it was yeah. just a really cool dynamic lyrically and then also it has a cool um, connection to you know a band like God Smack who literally named themselves after that song yeah um, so it's kind of and again I, it was one of my first concerts and it just had a cool connection to me definitely um, so I put that as kind of my dark horse almost more for the meaning purpose than even the song song. itself
2: exactly yeah
1: good shit so
2: uh so rating time rating time Tommy Bops I I personally think this is a fantastic album I granted I picked it so I have a little bit of bias but um I would give it between uh, uh, can I can I do like 4.8 Bops is that, is that too much? This is groundbreaking. cuz because we, We're only Show stuck to like three board, episodes. We're like half fucking
0: shit up. I know. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I think it's one yeah. of like my top fifteen albums of all time. Granted, there are parts of it. It's a very that obscure don't...
0: number. Top fifteen. I know fifteen.
2: Right, you can fine. Top ten. I have, I have I have a list. I, oh, I have a list oh, in oh, my here phone. Here we go. Another
1: There's ten the, minutes. Pros and cons list over here. No, no. I have I have a favorite
2: albums of all time list. I'll tell you exactly where it is. Where's the fall? Um, I put it as number 9 actually so it's top so 10 top 10 top 10 okay, yes. okay. <laughs> say excuse me not We're top 10 we'll
0: cut
2: it we'll cut that <laughs> but no it's, it's, it's top to bottom it's such a a, a lyrical journey almost you, you put yourself in the mindset of a drug user yeah. which many albums try to do but I feel fail in a sense because you can tell that he was an authentic drug user he died of it yeah. so it makes sense that the lyrical content would be about drugs And it's so dark and depressing throughout the entire thing that it really just um, transports you to another kind of mind. And I think that's what part of it makes it so interesting. Also, all of the super big singles off of this kind of help it out. Yeah, just great album. So you're going with... 4.8. You're going with the 4.8. I'm sticking with 4.8 out of 5. You could have just given it the point two. Five out of five, box. Oh, you did it. Wow. For the boys, oh, wow. for Bosco. For the boys, for, for Bosco. Bosco. For the boys. For the boys, you know. Evan, Trevor,
0: <laughs> Ethan. Oh, Oh man. I, uh, I'm i still mulling mine over. I'm going to pass it to you, Mike.
1: Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting a Sorry. Pass.
0: That's okay. Uh, uh, I, I can talk more if you want.
1: There's... No, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Okay. And it's not because three and a half is not because I disliked it. Yeah. Um, you know, part of it is is the genre of music. You know, I'm not a huge grunge person. Um, however, again, when you talk about lyrics, like that really pushed it. Lyrics was the big thing for me. Yes, um, I really do appreciate solid lyrics. I really appreciate. I, I'm I'm not a big fan when you have an album and the lyrics are just very like matter of fact. Like mm-hmm. I like them to have some twist and turn I'm yeah. a big Doors fan and one of his quotes was always that like poetry opens up a door you can walk through it whichever one you want so the song might not mean the same thing for you as it meant for someone else as it means for the, the person who actually wrote it um, and I feel like with this you know you have a lot of that you know when you talk about the drug use like I'm not a drug user so obviously I'm not feeling exactly but he was able to make you yes, feel some exactly. of what he was feeling yeah. and I've never touched you know some of those fucking drugs ever yeah. You know, and I'm starting to feel what he's feeling. Yeah. You know, through his lyrics. So that was a big push for me. Um, Jerry Cantrell's an amazing guitarist. Lane Staley's an amazing vocalist. Definitely. Um, but some of that lower, airy, kind of spread out, weird vocals for me—that's where I get lost a little bit. I kind of, I start to, you know, ADHD, and then I come back when he starts singing like his yeah. like crazy notes again. Um, which kind of puts that at that mix for me. It's it's definitely you know a great album. I give it a 3.5
0: just because of That's uh, solid. You know some of that stuff. Yeah. So I also had 3.5. <laughs> He's but looking at his notes. Now that I'm following you, it looks like I'm piggybacking you it's this okay. whole episode. <laughs> no, so for me, so if you know me, I don't know. I don't listen to lyrics a lot. I don't really know a lot of the words to his <laughs> songs. I listen to the instrumentals, and um, for me, the instrumentals are fantastic on this album. Great '90s album, but similar to Mike, the, the the vocals, kind of the the multi-layered. Like I feel like at times they did a lot of the multi-layered um, vocals. It just didn't kind of sit well for me. And Allison changed. When I think of '90s bands, I don't gravitate towards them first. I gravitate more towards. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, that's kind of my uh, my route. Um, But why I'm second-guessing it is how many songs in this album Mm -hmm. rose to prominence. You know, we already talked about them. So I'm stuck between a three and a half and a four. I guess, you know what, let's split the difference if we're going uh, off format here. I'll give it a 3.75. Wow.
2: Why don't we just do it at 10? Then we can get better numbers out of it. I know, but then...
0: 3.75. That's three and three, three quarters. 7 and 5, three and three quarters. That's reasonable. Yeah. Um, but great band. Definitely representative of the time. Yeah. Um. How about ratings for our beer, Cloud yeah, Source? Cloud Source, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, for Cloud Source, I'm going to go with, once again, um, I think I'm going to stick solid with the 3.75, not 3.75, 3.5 <laughs> that I gave the, uh, the bops. I'm going with 3.5 hops. You know, it's got everything. It checks every fucking box for the IPA, for the Juicy IPA, the New England IPA. You know, it's got that citrusy flavor. It's got a good smell to it. Mm-hmm. You taste the citrus going in. There's really nothing on the back end that's gonna kill you or kind of leave a bad taste. Um, but at the same time, you know, it could have a little flavor on the back end that kind of gives you a, ooh, a little excitement at the end, you know? Yep. Um, I think it's a, you can drink this all day and be great with it 6.5 percent which is a solid for you know most ipas especially new england ipas are, are around five percent being 6.5 is mm-hmm. is is you know got a little bit of extra oomph to it um i will say that one thing and see i can't even say whether this kills it or doesn't kill it but comes in a 12 ounce you get a six pack yeah probably close to the same price as you get a four pack of a 16 ouncer Oh, it's kind of yeah. half, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. Like, do you take the six. You, I noticed during the podcast that I was done with this because it was 12 ounces, not 16. A yeah. A lot quicker yeah. than the other ones. Um, you know, so I could say that, oh, yeah, I could drink a lot of these. But is it because I'm drinking four ounces less every time I have a can? <laughs> I don't know. So, so again, it's it's a standard, very good New England IPA. Yeah, I wish it had just a slight edge to it in, yeah. in some aspect you know mm-hmm.
2: so it's going to i know we we've been stealing each other's thunder all episode but i'm also going to agree and give it a 3.5 um it's it's very it's it's very baseline in terms of you know it's it's not bad like mm-hmm. you're not going to drink it and be like ugh. it's 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 very good in terms of you know a, an IPA what you want out of it but it it lacks the wow factor mm-hmm. that a lot of other IPAs can have um but in terms of what it does have um Definitely has got the hops, the juiciness, the citrus flavors, um, other aspects that kind of make it kind of unique. Um, and I think Two Roads are, are, are trending up a little bit with this drink. Mm. And I'm glad that they, they didn't make it seasonal because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good to drink all year round, I think. So yeah, 3.5 three? 3. hops out of yes. five.
0: I'm going to go four hops out of five. Oh, nice. Because um, I'm looking at it from their whole lineup as I mentioned, th- there are later releases I'm more of a fan of. Um, and I think when you think of Two Roads, this is the one. I think this is the one you should drink. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's a, a really good IPA. There's ones I like better, but I, I think for me this is worthy of a uh, four out of five hops. Nice. Awesome. Cool. So uh, shout-out time. Yeah. Uh, Alice and Chains, check them out. I believe it's just at Allison Chains. Allison Chains. Yeah. AllisonChains.com. Alice Alice Allison Chains on Instagram.
2: Uh, Two Roads. Yep. It's Two Roads Brewing. I looked that up on Instagram. Uh, I believe it's just just Google search Two Roads and you'll find yeah. it. You can't go
0: wrong. Two, Ro- <laughs> yeah. Two Roads Brewing Company.
2: Yes. 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 Out of Stratford?
0: No. Stratford, yes. Connecticut, oh. baby. Yes. Yeah. Stratford, Stratford Connecticut. Yep. Cool. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Next, uh, next week. We are going to uh, actually discuss a little bit different of an album. We're going to go Love Story by Yellow Wolf.
0: We're getting into October. That's we're going right. to be sticking with October-themed beers this month. I'm going to kick things off with uh, Sierra Nevada's Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest beer.
2: Wow, that's, that sounds great.
0: Well, this has been fun. Hope you join us next time. Uh, we're Hops and Bops Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook as well hops and bops hops and bops podcast on YouTube Mm -hmm. Um, join the crew hop on board uh, spread the word to your friends and family get us get as many listeners as you can because we're really having a a fun time here and we hope you guys are too so we'll see you next time for episode 4 peace